Hey gang, welcome to episode 30 of the No Persinium podcast, your podcast about immersive and interactive theater and its ilk. I'm your host, Noah Nelson. Coming up on the show today, the creators of the Los Angeles literary interactive journal experience intertext. That would be Henry Hoke and Marco Domenico. We're going to have the guys on in just about uh, two minutes here. Uh, we're doing things a little differently this time because uh, I, I do have not not a rant, but but some you know some podcast business I want to go over with everybody. Some newsletter business I want to go everybody. Kind of an update. A, a miniature State of the Union. Uh, the the interviews got about 40, 45 minutes to it in total, so one of the shorter shows. But I didn't want to front load uh, that talk. I want to put that on, on, on the backside. But do come back for it because it's going to affect your life. Uh, nothing bad, just some changes. Um, not even big changes, so let me not oversell that. But hey, uh, let me give you a couple of quick uh, news announcements uh, about shows that are going on. Uh, hey, uh, Broken Bone Bathtub is uh, opening up and selling out in New York right now. Hi, Shvan. Uh, hope that's going good. I think Zay's going to go check out the show. Curious what he thinks about it. Uh, we've got uh, some surprises have popped up on the radar here in LA. I'm checking out a show called Unexpected Winter uh, that's here in town, uh, and and I don't know too much about it other than it it should be at least processional. Very curious as to how that's going to go. Over at Machine Project, there's a a small version of Intertext is happening in the Return to Forever House space. Didn't get to see Forever House. Curious to go around the space. Curious to see what Henry and Marco cook up in that space. Um, there's some other stuff that I was about to talk about, which I shouldn't talk about, so I'm not going to talk about, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Secrets, people. Secrets. And yeah, um, we'll do some housekeeping stuff after the episode, but right now, here we go. It's Intertext with Henry Hoke and Marco Domenico. Yeah, let's just, uh, we'll just say we started, because we always stumble in. You've probably, you've heard the show, I'm sure, so you know how unprofessional I allow it to be. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I do this for a real living, and uh, when it's, it's a busman's holiday, uh, whenever I'm doing the podcast. So, gentlemen, uh, if I could have you introduce yourselves. I'm, I'm Henry Hoke, um, and I'm, I'm a writer, and I co-created and direct Intertext with... I'm Marco DiDomenico, yeah. and I'm also a writer, uh, amongst many other strange things. Mm-hmm. And I co-direct and created this this thing, Intertext. Intertext, fantastic. Now, now I've been I've been Intertext, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the last one you guys did was was down in Chinatown mm-hmm. on Chungking Road, which which is is getting more and more exciting all the time. So like maybe we'll talk about Chungking Road in a second uh, yeah. in Chinatown. But um, but for those who haven't been and for those who are listening, like Zay's in New York listening diligently to every episode. So like for, for Zay's sake, oh, that's a good way to do this one. Uh, for Zay's sake, explain intertext so that I don't have to explain it to him. I'm making these more and more personal as they go on, right? Well, I mean, a couple of years ago, I guess, what was it, four years ago now? Mm-hmm. Four years. Um, I, was, I was living in this warehouse space and, and uh, with a bunch of people and we were like, it had a gallery and everything, and I wanted 
do something interesting. So I called my buddy Henry, who just graduated from Cal Arts from the mm-hmm. Critical Studies Writing Program there. Um, you know, I, I think we, we both like the idea. We both, I, I, I think I, uh, Henry, we always did like weird readings during the readings in school there. Or just yeah. something different. And I think we both yeah. didn't like the idea of a, a stereotypical reading. Yeah. I mean, we'd seen a lot of readings with, you know, Podium. And I mean, and they're fine and they have their place, you know. But a lot of our friends like weren't as interested. In, some of our friends weren't interested in reading at all. And mm-hmm. some of our friends were very much like per, also sort of performance they had a performance practice or an art practice or like yeah. would do something multidisciplinary already yeah. you know so. and so they would create sort of within the context of just like oh yeah one person reads at a podium and then another person reads at the podium like they would create something that would engage the audience and so we were thinking about something that could allow for a lot of that yeah. as and opposed to even the most basic reading structure and it's not that we had this amazing like 3,000 square foot like warehouse space I was living with like bedrooms and everything so yeah. we like, had this like space that most like you know mid 20 year olds don't have <laughs> control of until they're like famous or something you know what I mean like like they have that yeah. much space to do the store we wanted to. With. And Marco and his fellow artists, and, you know, and residents had built the space up. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. they built room. You know, you built rooms yeah. and you built like basically it was an empty warehouse. It was a gallery and four bedrooms yeah. and a bunch of like other space. Just like yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there was sort of the domestic the, and the artistic. The classic artist live work. Dream. Yeah. It, it was very much like that. Yeah. yeah. And and so we you know so basically our our idea and the way I wanted to sort of activate it was you know I told Marco about a couple of the uh, immersive theater experiences I'd had. Um, and that's a whole different journey for me. But but I had been into a few things, and I said, well, we could think about something like that, where we are really just activating the the audience to to explore, um, and and like taking over the entire space. So like every yeah. every place could be a performance space, or could be a space for a reading yeah. or an installation, all with literary work at the heart. So all so the like, writers and that the readers or yeah. performers are like installed in the space, and the audience is exploring. And, and mm-hmm. for me, that it. I mean, for me, that's really what writing literature is about, is where the audience is really empowered to explore a text. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I feel like the, you know, yeah. not, I mean, of course, the author, the, the authority of everything, you know, I feel like in a reading situation, a podium are put in this position where they're sort of, you know, they, they have complete control. And so I think, you know, one thing this event does is it activates the reading process a lot more. Now, now from the beginning, and in the last piece, uh, the last set of pieces collection i guess uh, how do you think of magazine almost right like yeah. different ways to talk about it. it's almost like a magazine it's like a like a, i guess we, we probably think about years because each year kind okay. of feel like has yeah. something and i think that's probably the best way we kind we've of had years about. with their own identity we, you know at first it was seasons because we did have sort of seasonal performances yeah. we did it we did a fall and a spring at right. this gallery concord which was the space yeah. where marco lived and um and yeah so so someone um Early on, um, her, she's a writer named Sam Cohen, um, referred to it as, as like a living literary journal. And we love that idea. Yeah. Um, so we sort of just took it and call it that. Because it, it, we really do create it that way. We, we, you know, we, we gather you know, we, we, we gather a group of our friends who are writers and, um, and we, we have a prompt or we yeah. have sort of a frame for this specific event or this series of events. And they either write towards it or they choose a work they've written to present in some form. And, mm-hmm. and it's a form that engages the audience in some way. You know, th- th- whether it's that, oh, I want to do it in a bathroom <laughs> or like yeah. I want to do it for only yeah. one person at a time. All these little elements of that they create. But then it's only one, we've only done one night only events. So they come out, it's like, and instead of, you know, you turning pages, you explore a different room. You know, right. you basically like navigate work that is being presented to you. It's just not printed. You know? and, and so that people know, yeah. and this is what I'm curious about, if it's always been this way, it's, it is yeah. non-linear in the sense that right. you get to take it at your own pace. The way you would with an actual mm-hmm. like lit journal. It's like you, you crack it open and exactly. you're like, oh, this one sounds interesting, that one sounds interesting, I'm yeah. going to go and chase. Or I'm going to let 
the space dictate yeah. what I find yeah. next. Yeah. So you're, mean, not, yeah. Yeah, you're not setting people on a path. You're not trying to control it. And everyone has like, a different experience and everyone has so yeah, not everyone sees everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless someone's like very determined and gets there like in the beginning. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, so I think it's impossible like, to see everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'd be very different. And I think there's always like, there's also like also like little things that only, a lot of the events have always had like little things that only like one or two people or like mm-hmm. a few people actually get that like one-on-one type of experiences that are, um, you know, yeah, we had a performance. So there was that. Yeah, yeah, there was one where you know, like maybe twenty, the twenty, the first twenty people who came in got to and found their way into this first room. This was at one of our Concord shows. Would have had this one-off experience with a writer, and then she was roaming after that and doing more one-on-one events. So mm-hmm. the, the, the communal event was just for one small group at the beginning, and that was it. So it, it's very much you know, there's a lot of like right place, right time elements, but um, but I think overall it's like um, yeah everyone has their own journey but also like and like you said you can like open your literary journal and go oh I love this writer I'm going to read their piece first a lot of people come in and they're like oh where's you know so and so's piece and um, what we actually don't do <laughs> um, is, is create any kind of comprehensive schedule or maps yeah. because you know we've been to happenings we've been to larger events where it's like oh yeah we'll, we'll go find our friends and see their stuff so it's sort of like oh yeah maybe you can you know go find your friend if you, you, know, if you really want to see their piece and at one point like a friend of mine um She's a friend of mine now, but this was when I didn't know her. Her name's Carol Che. Um, she's a writer, and um, she uh, she arrived and just she came up to me and said, "Oh, um, I'm look, you know." I said, "Hi," you know. She's like, uh, "I'm I'm looking for uh, Stephen Van Dyke's piece. You know, he's my friend Stephen. I'm waiting for his piece." I was like, "Okay, well, it, it'll it'll happen, but why don't you come with me?" And I brought her into a room and did this, you know, one on one with her. I think it was my bedroom um, at the time. <laughs> into Marco's bedroom and, and did this piece. Um, <laughs> all, 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 where, all the crazy where she stuff sat in a wheelchair and some other was, stuff. But yeah. 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 <laughs> there was a whole. <laughs> it was a wheelchair element, but yeah. So, so that was like her first. So, so she just happened to have this one-on-one experience right away, and then you know she was able to walk out and see the piece. She came to make right. check out. Um, so it becomes a, a, an idea of like you're going to discover new writers, and also like find and encou- hopefully find encounters with you know your friends or the people who you know invited you there or drew your attention to it in the first place. Um, I, I remember yeah. the one in Chinatown. You guys, there there, there was a map, but there mm-hmm. were only symbol markers mm-hmm. on it. So it was enough to get a sense, like, yep. oh, this there's something there. And what was interesting about that one was yeah. that unless unless there was some real subtle action going on, there there was plenty of the real life of Chungking Road, which now <laughs> it feels it's kind of almost like an artist colony kind of vibe going on. To yeah. it on the one hand, and then like a bunch of like little shops like uh, that have always been there. Yeah. Uh, so one half artist colony, one half gentrification, uh, live action <laughs> role playing game. Uh, but like you turn you turn a corner and like people are like oh we've got a party going on upstairs you want to come up and I'm like is this <laughs> is this part of the thing right. or is that a party? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Drinking tonight? I don't even know. Yeah. And that was the, 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 that liminal sense of that I'm I'm in these two or three different worlds at mm-hmm. once was really exciting. That space was really really fun for that. Yeah, we were really excited about that. It, it is it's the first show we've done that is like in a, was really in a public space. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm. that, that actually like you know takes an, an L, you know and this this sort of manufactured. I mean you know like because it's like the second generation like quote-unquote Chinatown area even because the original was demolished. You know, yeah. So I did like, you know, it's this other manufactured space. It's also been imbued with like a history but also has like yeah, just people who were there to see other things. I mean, there was galleries there that were open. There was these guys having a party. You know, yeah. like, we actually had to shuffle a few things around but yeah, but the idea that like and the you gallery, never were quite sure what was going like on. Yeah. Body painted or something like that. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a really weird compelling piece. Yeah. And, and even, I know, I, I, I did a piece for somebody and they'd I, they kind of walked in. I just assumed they were looking for a thing, and I, I mm-hmm. did like a, you know one on one for only certain people. I kind of also tried to like bring them somewhere else, 
and like kind of like drop them off. Lead them to another. And, they, and they, after I dealt with it, like, oh, we didn't even know what this thing was, and that was cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, you know, like they, I was like, follow me, and they, you know, of course they like listened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and and I took them down, and I read this thing, and they're like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, <laughs> like I, you know, and now they know about it, but it was, you know. Yeah, and that space so it having its own, ways, right? <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, like like drawing people in who, who weren't there for it, and you know, and having that center of uh, poetic research bureau, who were our our, our sort of, you know, there were our, our primary hosts for yeah. that, and we were also hosted by Automata, which is the object performance space yeah. um, right around the corner. Um, but poetic research bureau, you know, has its own you know audience that will come on you know Saturday nights to see you know poetry, and so we had that sort of idea that you know it's, it's a literary event, everyone performing was a writer, um, but that yeah, we were really. Um, you know, using all these spaces that were unexpected. You know, there was someone in, in one of the bars, and maybe someone in the bar would just approach that person and not know that they were part of a performance. Um, yeah, so that's that's why well, that's why the map and the playful map that doesn't really tell you anything yeah. concrete. But um, but so you can be like, okay, well maybe this is the thing because it's in this symbol location. Yeah, um, yeah. Who who do you get? Who comes to you to participate as as a writer? Um, and and the, yeah, how does that how does that word travel? Because on, mm-hmm. it's it is an unconventional way to present. And that's almost a pedestrian way of explaining. It's an unconventional way to present literary material. Um, yeah. But it's it, it takes like a certain mentality to want to like you know not just be like oh I wrote this here read this or let me read this for you yeah. like it's so different because there were pieces where there weren't words there were pieces where people were like eliciting mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, material from us there was something that felt kind of like a game mm-hmm. you know there, there's these all took these incredibly different shapes to the point where you right. s- it stops it stops being anything it's, it drops right into this like mm-hmm. oh this is this is like a bunch of little immersive experiences yeah and like something might wind up being you know oh this is a little bit more like a, a, a written piece but so many of them were, were way more off into the into the experiment the experience experiment you know it, it's a funny thing to ask too and it's, it's been you know and, and I'm not gonna say it hasn't been like you know a work in progress to, to, to ask writers to not just like hide behind their work Right. To like step out with it and say like, oh, okay, well maybe like this piece that I wrote that's like, you know, complicated short story, maybe that's not going to work in this context. And I have to think about something like, how do I gamify the content of my writing? How right. do I, yeah, how do I create an experience through it? And, and then, and oftentimes people will write things specifically for the events and not mm-hmm. necessarily just, you know, not just use their, their work itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you know, our only really guiding light was that everyone would be Everyone who participates in, as a performer has a writing practice. Um, some of them are, you know, some of them are actors. Some of them are also, you know, who um, are also performance artists or, or other things. But but in, in, they all have a writing practice, and there's a written work in some way at the center of every piece, whether it's exploded or not, you know. And um and so so you know, and I mean, I could say that about theater too. I mean, obviously, yeah. like there's a score at, at the at the minimum. Right. But um. Yeah, I'm curious about like yeah, I, I want to hear about like some of your experiences. That the, the clearing show was the one you attended yeah. in, in Chinatown. Um, yeah, just just I don't know, just if, if you're. Interested I mean, it's in it's, it's been it's been a minute, right? So mm-hmm. like, like there's that. So there yeah. was there was, um, and that's the other thing is like some of the parts like I'm like, well, was the bit where there was the headphones and like you could like listen to a story? Mm-hmm. It felt like kind of like a almost like a documentary piece. Yeah, was that just an art installation that was there, or was mm-hmm. that part? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that was kind of most. And, and this is definitely, I mean, so the, the one, the, the, 
the three that I know with absolute certainty, <laughs> or the four that I know with absolute certainty. So I just thought of the fourth one. There was there was a piece where uh, I had to go downstairs into a basement space, mm-hmm. and and that one uh, she was writing on um, on like individual sheets of paper mm-hmm. and like getting us to do like giving us different commands and mm-hmm. there was this like this sort of like um, it felt like it was exploring uh, power relationships but mm-hmm. we also exploring consent and so yeah. this is exploration of, an, of ideas through the medium of, of written words and she had she had tape over her mm-hmm. mouth so it was like very clear and remembering now it was very clear that like oh we would not be hearing a piece we right. were going to be like navigating it yes. that way yeah, yeah. There was another piece that um, there was like a, 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 a questionnaire type thing that was happening off in one of the alleys, mm-hmm. uh, and you had to like pick your way around like the detritus and the alleys because like there's there's working restaurants mm-hmm. and like there's like the, the restaurants like its kitchen just opens up to the back <laughs> there, so, like, walk around some muck, yeah, um, yeah. and then there was one I don't I don't remember. Sadly, I don't remember the literary content of it. All I remember is there was green fire. <laughs> and I was completely entranced. I was like, what is that? How, did, how does that work? How does that? And, like, and, and to the point where they actually like pulled, like, it didn't pull me out of the piece. Like the piece was actually done. It like ended with the green fire. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, all, here's this little piece I'm going to tell, like almost like a, I'm going to tell you a little story. And then there was like a, a, almost, not a magic trick, but there was this pyrotechnic yeah. at the end. And all I could think about was was the pyrotechnic. Yeah. Um, and then there was a piece on one of the st- one of the stairs going up, and it was this piece where like uh, it was a sort of a choose your own adventure type deal. It's like oh, if you want to do this, take this many steps. If you want to do that, take two steps yep. backwards. Uh, and got this sense of a progression of a relationship yeah. physicalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what was cool about all of it was that was that sense of exploration was oh I can turn this corner and I think something's over here and like oh yes they're doing something oh they're they're engaged at the moment well what's this over here and then there'd be a distraction like oh here's a peephole everyone's looking in because there's some peephole like video thing right and so yeah. I was like all right let me look at this and I was like I'm pretty sure that's not part of this because yeah. this feels like <laughs> really permanent installation style yeah um but that that was sort of the the dynamic of the night I think I think my error if there was an error in the evening was that I went by myself Mm. and I think that there's something to here's the weird thing right so one of the tricks to something like sleeping more would be to go with someone and then separate and then come back right Right. yeah Uh, and I think that that intertext can actually benefit from the same thing go Mm -hmm. with with a couple of people go your separate ways come back in oh did you catch oh right good oh let me go see that one oh where's that over there oh this is this thing over here explore trade notes find and then kind of go Mm -hmm. out for round two yeah yeah almost like you know find a way to make your own intermission if you will yeah absolutely yeah no and i love that potential i think i think like sort of diverging and splitting up groups is 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 something we we attempt to do in a lot of different ways at various events um, sure. And, you know, we're making like, you know, seeing that, I mean, it's, it's a thing that, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've been to sleep no more a few times and I, I, I thought about how they will just like create sort of arbitrary separations, like closing a door. And then it's like, oh, okay, no, you know, that group is split up for the night. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, that person's not going to emerge ever, yeah. you know, they're going to come out of all their door. Um, and that really being valuable for like how you have the agency. But I like the, yeah, but the idea that you have someone to then compare notes I mean I think yeah. that is important and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's especially important for our events because they only happen once I mean yeah thus yeah. far um, so yeah if you don't if you miss something you've missed it unless you know you, yeah. 
I, I think what you're saying about yeah. uh, the clearing event, is, I mean, is, is uh, especially for that event because mm-hmm. all, especially because all these all, things you have to really find all these other things that were there that could like make you think you're a part of it. Um, yeah. But I mean, if we did like a, when we did an event that was like in a closed space, you can be pretty sure that you saw most things, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, but I think so that's kind of and I, and I like I think that was one thing I always like. Um, about the, the events that, that sort of liminal space where you're not sure if it's part of the event you're not sure if it's like mm-hmm. true or fiction or like someone's, if someone's acting or if they're like just being themselves yeah. I, think that's, that's yeah. like, I think that's when narratives are the most interesting when you're oh, like because yeah. mm-hmm. we, we kind of we play, and we played a lot with that at, at Concord mm-hmm. like, that was definitely part of our text these sort of like this, yeah. this, this like myth making you know like because we sent this newsletter out and we always had this narrative and like one time it was like oh these writers invaded and one time it was like the you know it was always like mm-hmm. and it was kind of worked into like the theme of the event in some way and I, I liked it because sometimes people were, like thought these stories were true yeah. you know what I mean like I yeah. figured you know I figured yeah. I mean we, yeah, we, I mean some of them were some of them were really ridiculous like you know we, the space closed and, and so at some point we, like, we had this, like, we, these myths that why closed and it was like um, they, were, they were gonna put like a uh, light rail like station right there or something. <laughs> and then, then there's all these layers and layers of that. And people are like, oh, is that really happening? And like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, no. Uh, but so even the whole writing I mean, of yes. the space had like a literary narrative to yeah. it. Yeah. It's separate from intertext. Yeah. And, you know, intertext with people that space. And so we've it's always, I, I think that yeah. like, like I, think might, I think that might have came out of intertext and then, yeah. then the kind sure. of it, it, like kind of been part of yeah. more yeah. of yeah. Well, that's, that's and that's the magic of all of this, right? It's like this the idea of a really enchanting space with mm-hmm. with this narrative, right? Like we're we're adding layers of meaning into into what might otherwise be blank spaces Um, and even when you're going to a place that is as as weirdly fabricated as Chungking Road, mm-hmm. which you're, you're totally right. Yeah, it's like it's the the reboot of Chinatown, and it's yeah. kitschy as hell, and yeah. but it's so old that it's now itself a, a relic of an earlier era, yeah. and it thus is authentic in this weird which way that only in LA, like Los Angeles, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like only in LA yeah. could something like that old and weird and, and fake be authentic, yeah. um, and and you know. And this is definitely this is definitely not a knock. Like it felt like, oh, this this is what it must be like down here, like every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like this is what it should be down here, yep. like down here every weekend, where yeah. you turn a corner and there's a story that you you never heard before, mm-hmm. and or there's this thing that's happening because the story is happening right at this moment. Yeah. I think that's 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 really like at the heart of why I'm interested in immersive work or engaged work in this way is because it. On the other side of it, right, in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the space after you've like left the experience, it, it's gonna it's gonna like shape or give you a lens for viewing just your normal life. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know, like, and, and that happens. And, and you know, sometimes it becomes like kind of a a commodity and an addictive thing, where like you know you can't really feel the same way in real life as you can in that activated space. You know, but but I think our, our events have always had like um, I think because they're literary events, because you know, and we 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 get sort of a really broad audience of from CalArts. Um, from that sort of pedigree of our friends and original collaborators, like you know, there's people who have art practices, people who are writers, people who are just interested in performance. Like there's there's theater people, like various groups. Of people will come to the events and be able to get different things out of them. You know, um, people seeking different experiences because there's such a variety of experience. Yeah. But um, but sort of the idea that we we um, like, well, we we're all interested in like a slightly like it's not like complete. You know, theatrical facade at all. You know, it's, right. it's this idea that like it, it it bleeds into like just hanging out, like you know, just having some wine. It bleeds into like you know, looking at the art. Like you know, there was at Concord the gallery. It was, it was sort of like a 
a whole junk shop of cool things because people were just having their live work spaces right there. So you could walk up to like somebody's unfinished art and maybe think it was, you know, a giant portal by our friend Dennis, who's a, a German artist, like, like was just there, you know, because he had to put it somewhere, but it, it became a sort of a centerpiece of one of our shows because it was just looming over the proceedings. So that kind of thing where like, and, and that fed in really well to Chongqing, where it feeds in when we use residential spaces, you know, someone will like just have some interesting textual art on their walls. You know, we're using like a private home and, and in that home there are real performances going on. But people are just sort of always not, you're never quite sure what's yeah. intertext and what's not. And I think that's something that maybe we we sort of have over like completely unified theatrical performances have over. But, you know, have yeah. distinct from that because, yeah, there's more there's more just inherent liminality and, and mm-hmm. conviviality. Like it's not supposed to be like you are you know, you must observe all the time. You yeah. must be completely, like, silent or, you know, uh, passive or, you know, whatever. There's, there's this element of, like, yeah, you are exploring, but you the, can be people, too. You know? that, that's the, that agency that the audience winds up having, yeah. like, it, it gets... It, it, there's an instant reward for exploring, and it's not yeah. a high-risk, you know, uh, exploration. Like, there's, yeah. there's a, a way in which, you know, the way Punch Drunk works... Mm-hmm. The, the the stakes for getting a one-on-one are so high <laughs> that um, you know people dedicate whole blogs into like the secret technique into how to get a one-on-one and like, <laughs> like collect them all like Pokemon and yeah. and there there that that feeling is not only is it that sense of it's commoditized in in that you know you want to get that hit of irreality mm-hmm. but it is literally commoditized in that you know oh you must go eight times mm-hmm. if you want to catch yeah. it all you know and probably sure. even more because you might not you might not be standing in exactly the right spot yeah 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 but that idea to go back when you were saying like commoditized like that idea of you know our real lives can't be like you know like they are in an, an engaged space uh, all the time uh, I, I'm not. I'm not going to dispute at all because, like, no, no they couldn't. We would. We would. We would die probably if we did, <laughs> or or be part of the priesthood, and and like to live like that deeply inside of mythology. But there's mm-hmm. there's. I feel like this is where, like, sort of like the the sacral nature of of theater or of storytelling as a as a whole experience. This is this is where that really touches on this. Is like you you move into that other world, and you come out seeing the world differently and it, it fades in time but there's that there's that quality of of like the Elysian mysteries like I'm going to bring you in I'm going to initiate you're going to go down to this basement you're going to have this experience you're going to come back up out of the basement and you'll be changed for a while and and when you feel that start to totally wear off and you start to calcify again here's this place you can go to like wash away like all the crud that builds up by just being a normal person in Los Angeles yeah. and, and, and go through this other go through this other place you have a friend who said he, he goes to sleep no more like church, like it, that's, yeah. that's what it feels. I mean, and I, I definitely do. I mean, I've, I've been I've been asleep more no more a lot of times <laughs> over the years. I saw it in previews and mm. it was without knowing anything about it. I was actually reluctant to go oh, wow. because um, I, I mean, I, I grew up doing theater and I have a lot of friends who are professional theater creators and actors and and so over the years I've seen a lot of like environment. I guess what I would at that point refer to as environmental before right. like immersive was a buzzword or whatever. But you know, and, and I, I wasn't always up for that. Yeah. Generally, I was not like I wasn't yeah. into like oh uh, suddenly I'm a performer I'm I'm on the spot like I, yeah. I, I'm not sure where I stand I, I literally can't sit if I want to you know yeah. like um, and and that wasn't always my, it was really not my favorite thing so so when um, when um, my wife was like you know there's a show that my friend from Boston said is awesome we gotta go see it when we're in New York um, 
I was like, okay, cool. She's, she's like, it's, you know, immersive Macbeth. I was like, okay, it's like environmental Macbeth. And I was like, oh, tickets are really expensive. I remember saying that, which is hilarious now because yeah. I spent so much money on it. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but so, you know, tickets are really expensive and, 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 and I'm, you know, I guess, okay, but, you know, it seems cool, you know, good recommendation. But, yeah, so, but it was the sheer fact of, like, of the mask, um, yeah. of wearing the mask that was yeah. really, really cool. And I think that's that did so much for me to be freed up, and now I can go to other things that are, you know, not masked or whatever, or maybe even more activated, or, or I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Like, we've been to a couple of events, you know, in, in L.A., mostly on your recommendations on, on Obersenium. Um you know, where we're not even sure what we're getting into. You know, like it could yeah. be any level of, of, of Oh, there's plenty of stuff that goes in um, that newsletter that I don't know what we're getting into no, right. either. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. here's this thing, see you guys there. Yeah. And so more and more, it's like, it's like freeing people up. It's like, you know, I, I had this journey of being like, okay, and now it's like I literally, I, I've been, to, I go to punch drunk shows to, um, to like experience their their techniques and to, yeah. and to be lost in that world, but I'll, and to learn from it um, and to open myself up in different ways. And, and I think you know, I'm in a way, it saved my life. And so I feel like the more I can like work with our community to like have interesting experiences. And we've had writers who you know they come out of their shell to do these performances, and some of them are quite durational. You know, like um, well, you know, um, Elizabeth who did the piece where her, her mm, yeah. mouth was covered in the basement of Automata. Um, that was like you know basically four hours of consistent performance. But she's she's been doing this performance as this character baby for a while in these really great exclusive events. But a lot of our writers, you know, hadn't really done a reading 10 times in a row for 10 distinct audiences yeah. in the span of two hours. And, and we didn't even really consider how, how endurance that is. It's pretty oh, yeah. wild. And, you know, not to compare it to like what punch art performers do with all their, with, with the dancing and acrobatics, but, and that endurance, but it, it's the idea that like, yeah, normally you'd walk up and you read for three minutes or five minutes yeah. and then you sit down and then you, you know, drink wine. So like, it's, it's an entirely different set of stakes. Yeah. And, and most people come at the other end saying like, this was really interesting and cool. And like, if I was like pushing myself to do something new. I mean, we, know, we never tell anyone that they have to do it for four hours. We really don't. They, 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 they <laughs> just do it for an hour or whatever. But like, yeah. I think once you start doing it. Yeah. Um, many people and, like, they don't stop. They just keep and, letting in new people. They do as many as they want. You know? And like, I think like one of the, and for me, I think, I think of uh, the pieces I've done like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the first couple events, I was always kind of like, because it was like my space, I was always kind yeah. of just like making sure everything was okay. And like a ringmaster. Not, not as much yeah. perform, but you know, I think one event we did in the, the event in Mount Washington, mm-hmm. um, you know, I did this, well, there's a whole other element to that because I had to climb up the, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that was, was a great. It became like an endurance piece as well. But like, I like how after doing something like 10 times, how it like, I get better at it and I start like throwing in like yeah. extra lines or I can yeah. have a better like and you gain like, the confidence and you vibe on everything but then once in a while I'm like and I'm, also, I'm like a little, I'm always a little drinking so once in a while I kind of like you know get too confident and like stumble on a word or something but like it's always, <laughs> I like how like it, it develops yeah and like because it's always like the pieces I've always done I've always had like something I'm reading but there's also like a sort of like a way of introducing the piece or how I'm bringing people in the room or in the space and like that sort of at first that part's kind of rough and I just put more effort on like the thing I'm reading because that, that's like the thing I've like polished and then but towards the end thing I'm like expanding this sort of like story like I think for the one in my watching it was like it was like mm-hmm. some sort of fake game show mm-hmm. that we're like and that, one person was selected yeah but, but it was but it was, it was set up as if it was it set, <laughs> it set up as if it was the like finale of like a game show yeah. like, well, like America's like, I think yeah. it was what, America's Next Top Shaman. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were, um, you were, you were queuing applause. You were yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I had, yeah. so I had, so the, well, the idea, I had this, uh, I had this applause app on my iPad. Um, and so in the excuse, so inside, like a speaker behind the audience. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was I said I had, I had the, the, the best 
shaman seeking app on the market or something like that. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. So like, just so I could have the iPad, and then yeah, the applause yeah. kind of goes off, and I choose the person, and they kind of like people like got excited. People actually started applauding and like laughing because they didn't yeah. see it coming. It was like a shock that and it, something was. And like, it created a real competition. There were some people who got like you know visibly upset that they like didn't win because you set up this really you know a thing that people can that people can keep <laughs> well, to. It's like oh, well, I want a game show. Like I want to win this. You know, like, yeah. Like I want to be the one. And well, there was well, one out of twenty. So yeah. Yeah, like think about like well Ani was the piece um Ani Ray Flores did the piece with the stairs and yeah, yeah so yeah. like even that like who reaches the top level first, like it starts to become like okay, oh. yeah, yeah, there's this whole element of Completely. yeah, the Red Rover competition. Yeah, and, and and that that keeps back into like yeah, the idea of like exclusive experiences. And that you I like that you can't you can't really game our our, our events. Like you yeah. You can't. I mean, because you, no. you can't learn about them. They only happen once. I mean, you know, you have your experience. Yeah. You can't go back and share and be like, oh, I want to do this thing. I mean, there's some things that are really, that I've thought are really, really cool. And I like, you know, was like, oh man, if I had missed that, you know, I would have been, you know, upset or like, like you're, that thing was wild, the, the yeah. one-on-one that happens. But, um, and so, so that, that, but no one can ever go back and go, oh, I had, you know, you can hear about it later, but then it's yeah. too late, you know. It's it's one night one night and it's gone. Yeah. Which which you know I almost feel like those are the two ways that the, the two ways that these things should exist yeah. are either it's one night and it's gone or it's got like a run for as long as it possibly right. can go. So if you have right. the interest, if you have you know the money or accessibility or whatever, you can like yeah. kind well, of explore the entire thing or whatever. Well, I mean, like I'm super text. frustrated right now. I got lucky in that I got to see one of the hopscotch tracks, right. and then like. The Tuesday afterwards, they sold all the equipment. They had a fire sale and all that stuff. Wow. So it's like it's it's done. So it's, not, it's the other over. tracks are now just yeah, everything's everything's memories, gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, could they possibly? Yeah, but like they'd have to rebuy all. They'd have to re-gear up, and that's yeah. that's not a small, not a small task at all. Yeah. What they've got going there. Um, we're, we're coming up towards the end of the time because I know you guys wanted to keep this pretty tight. But yeah. what's what's next on the horizon? What's when? What's the what's what's the vision here? How, how often are we going to get to see this? Because this this, yeah. this is a really cool event, and <laughs> and I think it, it does a lot to keep momentum going here. Because one of the things that that uh, that I sometimes worry about is that you know there'll be these gaps mm-hmm. here in town where it's like all right because because there's a few people sure. doing consistent work. But it takes at least four or five, six yeah. months for them to get something up. And it's hard. It's it hard, amazing you know, they get that much up. Because we're not, we know, we're not mounting things on the scale of a theatrical production, right? right. But we also don't have like the, you know, our, our company of people, you know. And we have we had great collaborators this year in Sehicho and Sam Block, like being like our like our co-directors to sort of gather in groups in a more unified fashion and proceed from one event to the next. Um, but you know. Um, Writers are harder to wrangle, you know. So, so, so many of them, you know, they just have entirely different practices. They have solitary yeah. practices, and um, and and so are like spaces like that are open to what we do. It, it yeah. can be like herding cats. As we yeah. we've definitely used that phrase. But I think um, when we had the permanent space, you know, at Concord, we right. you know we had a regular seasonal event for two years. You know, like fall, spring, fall, spring, and then Concord closed. But um, in between those, we would have these sort of one-off events in, in different kinds of spaces, domestic space. You know, like mm-hmm. like we had one in an apartment um, that was all one-on-ones, sort of a, a sort of fun experience like that for a very small audience. But um, but in having that regular space, since then we've been nomadic, right? So right. We, we find unique spaces. We've done things at established galleries like Human Resources, and we've done things in totally like private homes. Um, and so on that spectrum, it's really like what space emerges as something that might work for us and then yeah. do we know those people do, are they interested in something like what we do you know right. are, we, are we close enough to what they might program and people have been really great and open to what we're doing yeah. um, and, the, and, and I think it's since like Concord 
close and a lot I think the space was really important to what the event yep. was because it always became like a way of generating what this event is you know what I mean right. like obviously we did this thing in Mount Washington at someone's house so like it became a being on the mountaintop and like you know what I mean like, yeah. like it, it's like it works into it so I think that's also kind of really generative because yeah. I mean I'm sure we could have done a million other than my Concord and then we kept being good but yeah. you know, after a while we did like four we did four, we there. Did four big and it's like you know how much more can you really do to a space like that yeah, yeah. Um, and, and well, that's you take yeah. on the quality of a site-specific work yeah. when you're at yeah. a specific location, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's that charge of, like, what is this space? You right, know? yeah, yeah. And, and inspiration and, comes from that. Yeah, so that site sympathy has become really important to what we do, and, I, and we're excited about it. We, are, um, we're, we have a show next week, um, and it hasn't been announced yet, and it's exciting, but... Um, and so you were you able to go to Return to Forever House or did you not experience? It? I I was not able to. It okay. was sold out. Sorry. Yeah. So, so yeah. that so that work is at Machine Project and yeah. it's it's you know a very it's a it's it, I think the escape room element is done now but that's that's a secret right is that it's basically an escape room yeah. um, but a very warped escape room um, and. Uh, next week they're doing variety shows. I mean, I don't know next week for when this will be. This will air the the week we're recording. So yeah, so, so this week. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, we're, we're doing a they're doing a sequence of variety shows, and one of them is an intertext show. We'll be working mm. with the artist to, mm-hmm. to use that space, and that's exciting. And then we're also going to be doing a little something at um at AWP, um, which is the big you know corporate literary festival um, that's, that happens to be in Los Angeles next year. So um and that's th- those are like smaller things that are on the horizon um and. Yeah, I mean, so we really just sort of see, we see what happens. We've always been, you know, we think we're going to do something in May and we end up doing it in like late June, you know, it just becomes like, it completely is, it's very fluid because we're nomadic and, you know, we're, 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 we're just having to Would you want, would you you want a permanent home again? Would would that make things easier or is like kind of getting into this idea of... You know, it's funny. It it would, it would definitely like, I guess make things easier is is a funny term. Like it's, it would a, make it's something I, I, more I, regular. I've been talking yeah. to you about this recently. Yeah. It's good to hear you say. Because yeah. I thought you'd say the opposite. But um, yeah. I just kind of thought about this recently that it might be interesting to actually have like a uh, a space that we like in yeah. and like remake the space. Because yeah, I think I think, cause I think that's yeah. that's been kind of like a, a problem for the last two years, just like trying to find the space. Yeah, yeah. it becomes also, a huge part of the process. Like, I think what, one of the things is like you know what does what world does this fit into you know what I mean right. like you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it's definitely literary but you know it's not theater and it's not it's not like performance art and you know you'd be like in a in a in a, in a gallery space mm-hmm. or like you know what I mean so I feel yeah. like we're, I feel like and I feel like that does define what it is a lot mm-hmm. like where what box you put it in I mean we'd like to there not to be any box I mean that's what's great like the Chinatown event was like yeah. yeah you start there but it really could be anything so I think yeah. I think that's the kind of thing that. Um, you know, I think that we think about a lot. Like that's how, yeah. um, and I think we we like that we're always kind of in different spaces, so we can, can redefine ourselves yeah. as well. I mean, you know, if we think about the literary journal analog, right? It's that like, yeah, most literary journals are going to be printed by the same printer on paper and bound or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I know a few people with literary journals that every one takes a new form. Right. You know, one's like a poster, one's a accordion fold, and that becomes a big part of the process. Like, how does it actually look? What's the form? And so that we're sort of in that mode. Now, because we don't just have this one space that we're constantly reactivating and repeopling, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, but but we've thought about that about like mm-hmm. latching onto a space, and maybe we will again. But yeah, for now we're just we're doing sort of very right now we're looking at some smaller, like exclusive fun events, um, and you know we'll find our next big one sometime. The thing was every Concord event was a big event. You know, right. it was was like open. We'd have a hundred people, and a hundred people could walk in. Like you know, we could have a hundred people at once, and they could all be getting up to something. When we use smaller or more like dis- strangely distinct or like challenges yeah there's there's a different yeah. kinds of challenges um but then we've done a show that was only that we had 10 audience members um and 10 writers and you just go from one one-on-one with a writer to the other 
through a space. That, and that was fun. You know, yeah. that was a whole that was a whole unique experience. But again, not many people saw it. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, the people who did, you know, I think had a had a unique experience. But yeah. We like the idea of being open, you know. And I think, you know, the audience for literary events is definitely like unless you're like a pretty huge established writer, it's gonna be smaller than the general audience we've been able to get at the open shows just because like they're just big and open, you know, and then they yeah. maybe have like more appeal across the board for artists and other people. But, yeah. Well, because it's um, because because it's it's got that different shape and because yeah. it moves on. I mean, there's that there's the whole thing when like cinema in 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 France is referred to as the seventh art, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been given thought lately, and I guess and then what is it? Comics are considered the ninth art for some mm-hmm. reason. For some reason, theater is not listed as one of the arts, which huh. pisses me off. <laughs> television is the eighth art, so television okay. gets its own. But like oh, drama doesn't. Is that why? No, because there's because there's music and there's writing and there's dance that are like all yeah. and so theater doesn't get its own, which is really weird. But mm-hmm. I started to think of like all those together. <laughs> like, yeah, no, seriously, right? Well, yeah. and that's the right. thing. It's, it's the queen. You know, it's the, the the queen queen of the arts, right? I think yeah. I think maybe even opera gets its own. I don't know. I can't. I, yeah, I, yeah. I remember seventh and on. Um, yeah. But I, I was giving this right. thought of like you know where does, does gaming fit into that at all, mm-hmm. right? You know, and just and, and what would this sure. what would this be? You know, yeah, is yeah. this. Is this the tenth art, or is, uh, is gaming the tenth art? Is this the eleventh art? Yeah, Twelfth yeah. art, thirteenth art? Like, <laughs> like, how far down the rabbit hole hole is this? Yeah. And and as we move into this world, we were before we were recording, we were talking. Well, before we were really recording, we were talking <laughs> about about the VR stuff, and yeah. and so many of the same impulses uh, in terms of what what they have to figure out when it comes to the narrative. Like, mm-hmm. no one in that space still knows how to tell a story. There, they know how to make a documentary. Yeah. now and it's getting really compelling but everyone's still just kind of messing around trying mm-hmm. to figure out the basics and you know we're we're so early on in that we're still in like you know year one and a half um and and next year there'll be more experiments but no one's gonna the, the citizen cane of, of of that form isn't coming yet mm-hmm. and when it does it's going to steal from this immersive space and it's it's not going to just steal from sleep no more it's going to steal from all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. side specific dance it's going to steal from yeah. the kind of work you guys are doing mm-hmm. it's interesting with that too because um, yeah I think I think if there's a way to make it more like more like a video game more like more like where you, cho- you like a choose your events or thing yeah. I think that could be really interesting mm-hmm. um, when you have control because I think right now you're like but I think what's interesting right now is like the technology isn't even out yet, and it's already like happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there isn't like there isn't like I mean, you said that you were saying like this Nokia's coming out with something, but like there, mm-hmm. there really isn't like a, a, a camera yet. People are just using a bunch of uh, of those other ones. Those called those the like, GoPros. GoPros. Yeah, and then there really there together. really isn't you know that many like you know no. If you, I mean, you, there's a thing with like, the Google Box thing or something, but like this the, the technology to use it is it's already developing, which is kind of amazing. Like yeah. you feel like you you have to have like a cinema before. I mean, not it's the same way, but like you have to have a place to watch things before someone gets inspired to make something. Yeah. So like it's already like a very um, I mean, the industry is like jumping at it because well, they, 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 they're smart to jump on something that's like happening now. But but, but to flip around, like you know, like you guys, like you guys need a venue before you can mount mount a, mount a, mm-hmm. uh, an event, mm-hmm. and like they need an install base to use the tech terms before they can like produce something, put enough money into something to make it really compelling. Mm-hmm. And so there's it's this great wild west of of how are we going to make connections with people? How are we gonna how are we gonna draw people out of out of the conventional way, and I and I say conventional again, and maybe it's because I'm having to like for the day job deal with like the political conventions, but mm-hmm. like, uh, and then that why that word word is stuck with me at the moment. But but draw us out of this mediated world that we live in 
that that consumes all the oxygen. You know, even you have to work at it to avoid being part of it. And the thing that I always love about this kind of work, whether it's rooted in dance or rooted in literary tradition or rooted in theater, because once you step past that line, once you cross the transom into this immersive thing, like they all fall into this mm-hmm. other thing. Yeah. And your you know, the world of the little proscenium we carry in our pocket goes away and it's just, oh, I'm there. Yeah. I'm in this space. Yeah. I'm in mm-hmm. this other world. Yeah, I imagine like the future in, in the near future, because um, I think a lot of the VR stuff is is, is connected to, like social media, like yeah. you know, Facebook's mm-hmm. investing in all these things. And so right. like I feel like there will be like some sort of at some point. Oh, they'll, yeah, they'll figure a way. They're already they're already. Oh no, I was saying, but I, I forget at some point. You know, I mean, I think it's already happening. But there's this 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 revulsion against that. That's yeah. Sort of people are like you know yeah, yeah we have we like being digital, but you know, this is not this is not reality. Like at some yeah. point, like like at least in like TV, you can kind of pretend like. You can kind of like you know being comfortable in your couch or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like no, right. at some point people are just gonna be like maybe want stuff like you know immersive theater and other types of things. Oh, yeah. And I think there's I mean there's always stuff like that happening where we're shutting the phone off and doing something else. But yeah. I think we really have to like you know really burn it out, <laughs> like really yeah. burn yeah. out, like really yeah, yeah. destroy it before we can do something else. You yeah, know what I mean? That's absolutely. that's how we do things. We, you know, we always destroy trends. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. We, we, I mean, I think it's a very American, death. a very mm-hmm. American thing. Like, you know, like, you know, like this, mm-hmm. every last bit of juice. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like other places still have like these old trends that, um, you know, that we like just, we just make, just, just destroy the life out of it. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, that's our culture, I guess. Yeah. And I think for us, it's like you know we'll we'll keep you know mutating what what intertext is and can be. I mean, yeah. every time we do, especially with finding new spaces, you know. I mean, yeah. because again, the conceit with having just a permanent space is just oh, how do we reactivate it? How do we make a new entrance, you know, to the space? How do we make a new frame for where the people where people are? How do we just swap everyone in different rooms? You know, how do we create a new a new lineup of writers? Some regulars, some new people. Every time, you know, with with new blood, but 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 then to think like, okay, so now like we've done that. We've had like a free roaming experience, you know, we've had something that, you know, may take from immersive theater. But now like what happens when we when we when we return to like a traditional reading, maybe. Like, what, what is it? What happens? And I, I'm excited about that now, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, because in that way, it's like, oh, people, um, people showing up for something that they don't know is immersive, right. necessarily. Well, you know, immersive. You know, I, I know I don't, I don't even like use that word as much anymore. But like, but like something they show up not knowing it won't be traditional, won't right. won't, won't be what they're expecting, and then it sort of becomes that. Yeah. Like that's exciting to me. Um, the idea that like no matter what, we're going to be bringing people together. But I'm excited about like sort of. At reactivating some of the more traditional spaces that we were that we originally just sort of exploded and got completely away from, mm. um, sort of exciting to me. Kind yeah. of a return home to like a lineup of literary readers. It yeah. just happened to you know we'll see we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, yeah. See, um, see if see if you can see if you can <laughs> strip away you've exploded everything. See if you can strip it away and see what's so essential about yeah. the person, the page, and the voice. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. that's a good place to, to yeah. stop us for now. Gentlemen, yeah. thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Once again, would like to thank Henry and Marco for being the guests on the show today. And uh, hey, uh, if I find out that you guys, here's here's the test, right? So we're going to have, and, and you know what, you can even, you probably be able to cheat, right? Since I'm getting in this part. I want to know whether or not you listen to this part of the show. So... If you are a listener to this part of the show, 
uh, hit me up either on Twitter or on the email on Twitter. That's at no proscenium or at Noah J. Nelson on email. It's no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. And let me know whether you listened to this part, because if you did and you liked me putting this stuff on the backside of the interview, that's how we're going to do it probably from now on. Odds are no one's going to say anything, so we'll go back to the other way. But that's not the that's not the housekeeping I want to talk about. Um, so in the last issues of No Pro, I announced that we were probably looking at closing down the San Francisco edition. Um, this is not something I do with a, a, without a lot of thought. Uh, I've been thinking about it for months now. And of course, once I announced that, someone someone has stepped up and volunteered to talk to me about taking it over, uh, whether or not uh, they're going to run with it uh, is yet to be determined. We will find out next week whether or not we're going to go forward. Uh, if we do, I imagine that the San Francisco issue will continue at its current frequency of once a month, but there's always a chance that it might pick up. There's also the chance that its focus is going to broaden. We'll put it that way, that there's going to be a, a, a softer focus in San Francisco. Uh, but we're going to find all that out, both you and me, in the next week. Next week, we will not have a traditional episode because the day job has been very demanding of late. Uh, It's been an interesting season of news, and that means I don't have as much free time. So, uh, and there are other projects that need attention as well. And also it's the holidays and it's harder to book guests right now. And this is something that I want to get out ahead of as opposed to... um, just having to announce no episode this week. So we're taking a bye week with maybe an update on the status of San Francisco next week. Because the flip side um, of shutting down the San Francisco edition is that we're going to be opening up a West Coast uh, regional edition that's going to be also once a month not as in-depth, but for those who travel or those who want to connect with other cities, I think it's going to be really useful. Uh, this is part of a, an expansion plan that we have. And indeed, we want to get more regions uh, published. It's just that we're all doing this out of the passion in our hearts, not the goodness in our hearts. There's no good in there. There's just fire, people. Just fire. Um so that's the upside to the San Francisco uh, either changing hands or shutting down is that we will have um, a, a broader focus as well, more cities, and hopefully keep building from there. Um, so we will talk about that in a, in a mini-sode next week just to let you know what the status is. I don't want to leave everybody on pins and needles on that one as we go into the holiday. Uh, hopefully... We will get one more full episode out this year. That'll either come uh, the week of Christmas or the week after Christmas. Just thinking of the way things roll, there's a couple of opportunities uh, and a couple of interview requests that are out, but uh, the scheduling is getting a bit dicey as we move forward. Uh, And that's just uh, the nature of the beast. We will almost certainly do some uh, immersive cinema 
related material in the next eight weeks. Uh, I can just feel it in my bones. Uh, there's a couple of people I, I, I want to talk to and I want to have them on the show and I want to really start having this broader conversation about that. And I might even allow for a little bit of a rant on my part uh, in, in next week's episode about some stuff that I learned in the last week about uh, the potential there. Um, so I, I don't want to start documenting that stuff here on the podcast might not be to everyone's taste. Um, but I hope you will, uh, but I know there's, there's several of you who, for whom it is, and I hope I can, I can share with you my enthusiasm and fascination with that process, um, uh, uh, and show that other people are as crazy as I am when it comes to that. Um, what's, what, what are other things there? There's more. And I'm sort of doing this sort of doing this extemporaneously. I'm completely doing this extemporaneously. That is, that's not a spoiler. Um, a couple of more pieces of housekeeping to do. We need to thank Meredith Crandall, who is the latest backer of the Patreon. Uh, she's pledged us money and we are firmly in the over the $50 a month milestone, we are committed to getting Zay the good microphone, and he is committed to getting some really kick-ass interviews going forward. This thing's just going to keep on getting better. We've got some hazy plans, and we'll have some specific asks in the new year uh, to help push us even farther forward with chronicling this immersive renaissance. Look, uh, there's so much stuff that is kind of bouncing around in the shadowy parts of my brain but uh, uh these are these are these are difficult times uh these are some trying times out here in uh the good old united states and uh not everything's top of mind for me right now so uh we're gonna uh leave it there here's all the standard ways you can find us all right we've been over the twitters before at no proscenium at Noah J. Nelson. We've been over the email, which is where you send us all the tips. No underscore proscenium at outlook.com. We've got the medium collection, medium.com slash no dash proscenium. And um, we are super overdue on writing about the stuff we've seen. And uh, frankly, I'm, I'm angry about that. Uh, I need to do something about that very, very soon. Uh, I do make the podcast a priority. Uh, the patreon.com slash no proscenium is where you can help us and, uh, and, and make this even better. You've done so much this year. I'm so thankful for you guys. Uh, really, you know, you strip away everything else. And, uh, I look at the fact that you guys are backing our play here and, um, that's just, I, I, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe we'd be at 30 of these things uh, so soon. The original plan was for every other week, and uh, we've, we've done a lot more than that. 30 episodes starting in the, uh, in the middle of the year. So, uh, sort of shocking. Um, hey, uh, mini episode next week to, to do with some housekeeping stuff and maybe uh, a, a bit of a rant, uh, and, and some updates, uh, if I see some things and then, uh, hopefully another full episode or two before the end of the year. But, uh, don't, don't freak out. We're not really going anywhere. It's just that everybody else is. So what are you going to do? Um, I love you guys. Uh, maybe I'll see you at Unexpected Winter. Uh, maybe I'll see you at uh, the Intertext Mini Mini Edition. Uh, or maybe I'll just see you wandering out there in the great wide winter wonderland that is California in December. 
as a Californian, I can say stuff like that. All you New Yorkers need to just, you know, button it, button it, button it. And until then, I will see you at the show.